Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the Leadership is Changing podcast. My name is Dennis Giannoutsos, and I'm your host. In the ever-evolving landscape of business, management, and leadership, the approach towards failure and mistakes is really undergoing quite a big shift. And this episode is going to explore the five essential tips for leaders to effectively utilize failure or mistakes as a stepping stone to success. Let's discuss. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the Ask Dennis episode. This is a freestyle episode where I'm asked a question by our listeners or share my thoughts, experiences, and insights from working with many leaders around the globe. Well, it's been a great start to the new year. Many of you have reached out to me to say what you're getting from the episodes of late, and in particular, episode 536 and 539. And if you haven't heard those episodes, I'm going to encourage you to go and listen to them. They're about 10 to 14 minutes long, so not long at all, but there are some really important information, thoughts that I share with you in those episodes. The episode 536 is where we, the, episode, well, the title there is Set Your Year Up for Massive Success. Episode 539, the title there is You Have Your Goal Set, Now What? And so my question to you, listeners, leaders, is what have you got out of those two episodes? I'd love you to send me your thoughts to me via a private DM, direct message, on social media, or email me on dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. I really do like listening or seeing or reading the actual messages coming from people. I do go back to them saying, tell me a little bit more about what you're thinking in, in relation to whatever they share with me. Because I think it's actually going to help a lot of listeners as well and what you're sharing with people, with myself, in relation to you listening to those episodes. All right, listeners, well, let's discuss today's topic. As I said, in the ever-involving landscape of business, management, leadership, the approach towards failure and mistakes is really starting to undergo a significant or a big shift. Traditionally, we viewed it as a setback if we're making mistakes or failure. However, today in the modern leadership paradigm, if I can call it that way, or today in the leadership way that we see things being done, there's actual real value in the experiences and the, the learnings and the mistakes and actually turning them into becoming a powerful learning tool. Now, we're not talking about people who keep making mistakes, especially when they start making or keep making the same mistakes. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that it's the ability for you as leaders to harness really the lessons from failures, which is really crucial for personal growth, but also organizational development. It's really important for your team members as well, for them to learn from these different mistakes. And I talk to leaders often, and you'll notice that I've actually shared this in other episodes as well, that leaders at times will steal the learning experience away from people. 
Now, I was talking with a group of leaders yesterday actually about this, and I'll share a little bit more about stealing that leading experience very soon, further on in the episode. So the episode really actually explores five essential tips for leaders to effectively utilize failure and mistakes as a stepping stone to success. So we're still going to be successful, but it's a stepping stone because we are all going to learn. Let's get real here. For you as a leader, for me as a leader, we are where we are today based on two things. One, the opportunities that were given to us by our leaders or by others to go ahead and do projects, initiatives, and so forth. But the second thing is that we've all made mistakes and we've all not always succeeded at things that we've done. But you know what? The important thing was to learn from them and to move forward. So here are the five tips. Number one, if you can foster a culture of openness, And now, vulnerability is a word that keeps coming up in a lot of these interviews that I've been doing on this podcast. If you can create an environment where team members feel comfortable sharing their mistakes, that's going to be awesome. But if you as a leader can actually lead from the front by sharing an example yourself that you've actually experienced by demonstrating what you learned from making a mistake in the past, by you being open about your failures, your mistakes, but your learnings, that will start to show people that vulnerability side of things. And it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing because people can learn from you. And that vulnerability really starts to encourage a culture of trust. There's also this thing out there called psychological safety. In other words, it's making it easier for individuals to own their own their mistakes without the fear of harsh judgment or repercussions. Now, it's really essential here for you to communicate that the errors are not just tolerated, but they really actually are seen as something that's going to be inevitable. It's going to happen, all right? And it's part of the learning process. And it will encourage people to actually share ideas, be innovative, give things a go, rather than them holding back because there's a fear of them making a mistake and they they could be judged on that. Number two is focus on constructive feedback. In other words, not blaming. So in other words, when people make mistakes or a leader or an individual makes mistakes and it happens, then what we should be focusing on is the constructive feedback rather than assigning blame. In other words, pointing the finger or pointing, putting your team members under the bus. It's not a good thing. Leaders who can really then facilitate discussions that really start to analyze what went wrong and why without pointing those fingers that's a smart leader. This approach not only starts to help identify the root cause of the issue, but also then starts to, here it comes, empower team members to come up with solutions and preventative measures. Because you see, it's all about shifting the thinking and the narrative from fault finding to problem solving. And if you can make that shift happen, wow, it'd be interesting to see where things could go. The third tip here is around encouraging reflection and self-awareness. Now, reflection really is a key component of learning from mistakes. One of the models that I share with leaders that I work with is that there's a piece in there about reflecting. And I think it's important for us as leaders to reflect on a regular basis. And it's a great way for us just to stop and take stock of what's happening or has happened. And leaders really should start to encourage their own team members to engage in self-reflection to understand their part of the failure or the mistake. Then it involves asking some probing questions along the lines of, what could I have done differently? Or how can I avoid repeating this mistake? Now, if you can start to encourage using these kind of reflections, the self-awareness side of things, 
then that's going to actually foster personal growth. And that's going to be really critical for not only you as a leader, but also our future leaders as well, because we're going to start developing them more as well. Number four is that if you can utilize the failures and mistakes as a teaching moment, wow, it is powerful. Because you see, each one of these mistakes provide an opportunity for learning. And leaders, look, you can seize the moments to really start to share valuable lessons with the team. And as I said before, it's about you not stealing the learning experience. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me explain. So if you and I were walking down the road to go and see a movie, it's the latest movie. And as we're walking down the road, we see a friend of ours who says, hey, where are you two off to? We're going, oh, we're off to go see the latest movie. Oh, wow. I went yesterday. And look out for when that person does this or when it does that or this happens and that happens. And what they start to do is they start to tell us about what the movie's about. Why? Because they're so excited. They enjoyed it but they want to share it. But what they're doing for us is that they're stealing that experience away. We want to go off and see the movie. So let us go and see it for our own sake rather than telling us what it's all about. So they've stolen that experience. It's the same as learning. When people have made mistakes or failures and if you are having a go at them, okay, that's one thing. But if you don't sit down and analyze and look at things and use it as a teaching moment, then what are you doing is that you're actually stealing the learning experience away from them. It's the same as what I said before too. If you're not giving them opportunities, in other words, you're not delegating enough to people for them to go off and do things, then you're stealing the learning experience away from them as well. So this might actually start to mean that you conduct a debrief kind of session or meeting with people about what's happened, sharing insights, talking about decision making, and also other relevant skills that may come up as well. The problem here is that a lot of leaders just move on. They don't take time out to do this reflection and use it as teaching moments. Because if you can turn around and use the failures and put them into teaching moments, then you're going to be able to transform the negative experiences into positive growth opportunities for the whole team. The last tip that I want to share here is really around how do you develop resilience and a growth mindset? Because you see, leaders, we must start to really think about and cultivate a resilience and growth mindset within our teams and our organizations. That means that we need to start looking at failures, not as an end, but as part of the learning process around learning or the journey towards success. There is a wonderful book out there, the listeners. If you haven't already read it, it's called Mindset. It's by a lady called Carol Dweck. And if you haven't already read it or listened to it on, say, something like Audible and so forth, I'm going to highly recommend that you get yourself a copy and you read that book. The thing here is that it's really important that we as leaders emphasize the importance of persevering, learning from setbacks, and also trying to, well, not trying to, we are continuously striving for improvement. Leaders don't use that word try. We shouldn't, I shouldn't have mentioned it. I think what we need to do is that we need to persevere, learn from setbacks, and continuously strive for improvement by encouraging growth, a growth mindset. What you can instill here, leaders, is that there is the belief that the abilities and intelligence can be developed through a dedicated and through dedication and hard work, and then overcoming future challenges. And you'll be able to overcome those future challenges a lot easier. Why? Because we're learning from the setbacks from the previous time and we're moving forward. The way you, the way I, as a leader, handle mistakes and failures can really impact your team, impact them in their learning and also in their development. 
But if you can foster a supportive environment that's focusing on constructive feedback, encouraging reflection, using mistakes as a teaching moment, and promoting resilience and growth mindset, then leaders can effectively turn setbacks into valuable learning experiences. As I said before, this whole approach and what I'm talking about not only just enhances personal and professional growth, but it's also going to contribute to the building of a more resilient and adaptable organization. And isn't that what you want? You want to have a team that is resilient and an organization that can be resilient and adaptable as well. That is fantastic. So there are five essential tips for you to think about and for you to work on as, an, as a leader and as an individual. Now, here's your call to action this week. In fact, there's two calls to action. Number one, I'd love you to think about those five tips that I've just shared with you in relation to turning failure or mistakes into a learning experience to help you on that journey of success. And of those five tips, I would like you to think about how do you handle them? Or what do you do when you see learning and mistakes happening? But I, more importantly, what I want you to do is to tell me about what are the five tips? Of those five tips, which ones do you need to work on more? There might be five, that's cool, and there may be one. But whatever it is, look at it, review it, and work on it, and, and grow yourself as a leader. So that's the call of action, number one. Number two, here's an offer for you. And I'm really serious about this offer, because this offer, I don't make lightly. You see, currently, I have three coaching spots available. I don't open coaching spots for everybody. I actually will interview people to see if they're the right people for me to work with. Now, if you're one of these kind of people, in other words, in your role today, if you're unfulfilled, if you're bored, if you're someone who's looking or craving to look for something more, and you want to go to a bigger, more exciting role, but you're not unsure, but you're not sure how to make that leap, maybe you and I need to check. If you're wanting to take your executive presence, in other words, Maybe your influence isn't there enough, your voice isn't being uh, impactful, or your voice is not being heard at the table, or you don't have clarity, you're not fit enough, or you're not having the ability to be, have a presence, a strong presence, or execute well. Maybe you're not communicating or connecting people with, with people very well as well. If that's you, and you want to grow your executive presence this year, maybe we need to chat. Now, if you're somebody who's been made redundant, and you're not sure where to start, it feels like you've been stunned. You, there's, there's this just announcement made and you don't know what to do. Well, if you like clarity around your next steps, or you like to understand what you need to do to step forward with purpose and confidence, maybe you and I need to have a chat. By taking these actionable co uh, this actionable coaching, along with the step-by-step -step approach, we or I can help you gain the clarity and the courage that you'll need to make your next move. Now, whether you're looking to disrupt the status quo or simply find greater purpose and fulfillment, then the executive coaching program that I have will provide you those tools and guidance to make it happen, to make it a reality, to bring it to life. Now, if this sounds like you, then why don't you and I get together on a 30-minute Zoom call, a strategy call, and it's free, 30 minutes. And we can talk about where you're wanting to go, what areas you need to work on, and then I can talk about how I can actually help you make that happen. If that's the case, then what I'd like you to do is send me a private DM, direct message on social media, or send me an email, 
dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, well, that's it for this episode. It's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for joining me on the Leadership is Changing podcast. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 